Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton. So glad you're here. We are going to be talking today about water and weight loss. Now, please remember, whenever we talk about weight, I mean it in both directions. Weight, sure, physically. Weight that you can measure. Weight that's attached to your body in some way. But more so, I talk about the things that weigh you down. The things that keep you feeling hopeless or scared or ashamed or kind of those lower thoughts. Those are the things that pull us down. I'll also, I'll always be talking about that, but it is two-handed. So I'm going to talk practical today, water and weight loss. So you're going to learn a little bit from Jesus himself because he is the best personal trainer. Amen? <laughs> Amen. Also want you to know that uh, you have gosh, maybe two days left. If you're getting this podcast the day it's released, two days uh, for to join the Wellness Revelation, the journey, a wellness movement of people towards the heart of God. We're going home. We're going to go back to our true identities, our true selves, our original designs. Mostly we were meant, the place we were meant to walk with God in the cool of the day, to worship God, to be with Him. This has always been about you and Him and then how you can relate to others and yourself in a healthy and whole way. So the journey starts on Monday, September 18th. It will close for signups on midnight, Friday, September 15th at midnight Eastern Standard Time. So please get in if you're going to get in. If you don't get in, don't worry. Um, it's okay if you're hearing this later on you're still going to reap all the good benefits. We just are going to be taking time and pacing through the book, The Wellness Revelation. So if you're looking for accountability, you're looking for questions answered, really, we, we have bulked it up so that you can um, have a place to, to process and to, to get the training that your heart and body are aching for in a, in a safe, trusting environment. So for any donation amount, you will join us for that eight-week faith, then food and fitness challenge, but it's more of a movement. I promise you, everyone who gets in, who shows up, who um, comes to the face, the private Facebook group, who reads their emails, who listens to the podcast, uh, there's going to be movement. There just is. God never fails to do it. Can't promise that to people who don't, <laughs> who sign up and then never do anything. I don't want that to be you. So please pray about it if you feel the call. Go to revelationwellness.org slash events slash the dash journey. The link is also here in the show notes so you can um, get connected and get ready. We are going to be talking more of what we're talking about today. Water, practical, and weight loss, the things that weigh you down. All right. If you have any questions, please feel free. Info at revelationwellness.org. You can follow me over at, uh, follow us at a Revelation Wellness on Instagram or on Facebook. Revelation Wellness Healthy and Whole. And you can always look at what my crazy life is over on Instagram at, at Elisa Keaton if you want to connect. I love hearing your questions. I love hearing when you guys uh, listen to the podcast and what it does for you. Also, one more thing before you go. I love it. We love it. It helps us so much when you leave a review. And now here's the quickest and easiest way to do it. If you're on an iPhone, you look at your screen right now. Down in the lower bar, there is a magnifying glass. Looks like a search. You hit that magnifying glass and you just put the show Revelation Wellness in there. And it should take you to a screen where the podcast shows up as if it was in iTunes itself. 
You will see a bunch of episodes. Don't click those. Click the actual podcast itself. Not the episodes, but the podcast. When you click that bar, it will take you to the homes page where you will see a tab to leave a review. So you just hit the tab with review, type in what you have to say. It really does help us uh, to put the love of Jesus in the way of people who are searching for the next fix for their body. All right. Thanks, you guys. You're such good friends to us. We love working with you and talking with you. Enjoy today's teaching. Peace. So let me talk to your heart first. Uh, John, I'm in the book of John right now. And I was really excited to get to the book of John, but then I'm also a little frustrated with John a little bit because he's such a feeler. Like he's such a poetic kind of guy and he... He, he doesn't like, he, he does long paragraphs of teaching as he's chronicling the life of Jesus. But in John 7, 37, let me preface this. In John 4, you should, you might be familiar with the story of a woman who is at a well. Anyone? <laughs> I remember hearing that story for the first time when my heart was ready to receive Christ. And, you know, God just knew the timing, the church that I went to, that I kind of snuck into the back and I... You know, my heart's broken. Look good on the surface, though. I looked good. I had the body. I had the money. And inside, a shell of a woman. And so, like, broken. Like, what is wrong? Why? Why am I not satisfied? Why am I not satisfied? And then I heard the story of John 4, the woman at the well. You can read about it. But Jesus is always going to the places where people gather. He'll go to the synagogues where the religious people are. And he'll go to the tables, the wells where the sinners are, the people that are the, you know, the blue collars. And he offers her, as she's going to get her water daily, and she goes at high noon, which means she is an outcast. She has no friends. She has been marginalized by her community. She's basically a woman of the city, you know, like like the lower class where you go, eh, we don't, we don't want to do, have anything to do with her, stay away from her. She's by herself. She meets Jesus as well. He asks her for a drink of water, which I love that Jesus would ask her for something because he does ask for us questions to partner with him, to come into him. He draws us in, into relationship. He doesn't just tell us what to do. He's not a dictator. He's a lover. He's a lover of our soul. And so he engages in a question with her, asking for a drink of water. Through the story, if you know it, he reveals her heart to her. He shows her her heart. He knows, yeah, you've been thirsty for a lot of things. You have husbands. Go get your husbands. She says, no, I don't have a husband. He says, that's right. You've had many husbands. And that all has to do about thirst. And the word, the thirst, when, when uh, Jesus talks about thirst, it means to crave vehemently and urgently. To crave something vehemently and urgently. urgently. Um, have you, the other night, I went on a walk, a night hike with my kids. And we were hiking and we didn't have enough water. And I was a little worried about it. And of course, my husband was like, oh, we'll be fine. And I should have known. And as we're hiking more and more, we're running out of water. And the more we ran out of the water, the more fearful I got about not having water. We managed to, you know, um, ration out the water, but we were taking little sips and we were so thirsty. By the end of the hike, we were completely out of water. Now, again, we're going to do okay. And uh, we went to a Circle K, like the closest convenience store, and we bought so much water. And um, both of my kids said, it's so amazing how some like how good water can taste 
And I said, hands down. I knew, you know, we all realize that at some point in life, like another coffee is not going to do it. Another kombucha is not going to do it. No Diet Coke, no nothing. I have got to get some water. And it's that urgent, that vehement place. And that's where God wants us to get to that place, this thirst place. So in John 7, 37, he says, if, if this is Jesus' words again, talking about himself as living water. He just talked about himself in John 6 about being the bread of life. The bread of, I'm the bread of life. Come down from heaven. Come to me. You diligently search those scriptures instead of coming to me that I would give you life. It says in verse 37, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me. He's saying that all the time. Come to me. Let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. The first thing that you want to take away with this is that belief in Jesus hydrates your heart. Belief in Jesus will meet that craving or that vehement, urgent thirst. Like when you're thirsting, for more whatever, <laughs> more anything, it's actually the belief. And belief has everything to do with trust. That I trust God sees me. That I trust God knows me. That I trust that God loves me uniquely. That God has my heart. I trust and in trusting that I have hydration. Like it satisfies me. Another email um, telling you how great you are or a Facebook post or someone liking your thing or you know this I'm kind of talking to this media thing that we're in because we're so outwardly focused and Jesus is not caring outwardly he's looking at the heart he's coming for your heart it's always been about your heart and it is a thirsty it's vehement and it's urgent for something and it's in the belief, just belief. And that's all I got for you. Like, no, Lisa, tell me more. It's about more than belief. No, I can't. It's not about belief and do three prayers a day. It's not about belief and only eat this. And it's not about belief and. There is nothing. It's just belief. So how do I create more belief in my life? <laughs> well, I speak what hasn't been yet to be seen. I declare the word gets spoken and creation meets the word. God spoke, creation woke. That's how it works. You make a declaration. You have to continue to manifest belief in your life. And it's being certain of what you don't see. Ah, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it's not. You know what? If you just do this, this, and this, then you're going to see it. It's not going to happen. I can't do that for you. I can't. I would be deceiving you. Now, if you just want to lose weight, Okay, do this, this, and this. But I'm telling you, you really don't want just to lose weight. You don't. You want to be satisfied in your life. Amen? Come on. I need some hearts. Like, what do you really want? Do you really want the six-pack abs? You know, and I've had some people say to me, Elisa, I can have six-packs abs and Jesus. And you know what? Yeah. Yes. I'm not saying you can't. But what happens <laughs> when... Life comes at you and you can't have the six-pack abs for a season because if, if, if your faith is believe your belief in Jesus is contingent upon an and, it has to be an and, then God is merciful enough to take it from you. He's kind enough to say, you know what? That thing is starting to become more important than me. And anything that you rise up higher 
then the love of God, the knowledge of God is an idol and idols will hurt you. And because God loves so much, he says, I'm going to take that from you so that you will be free and whole. So I'm not saying it isn't, you can't have and, but good luck trying to maintain it and trying to hold it. And that means evidence that God is good and who he is because of that thing that is, and especially if it's a seen thing, if it's a seen thing, we should just laugh. It'd be like me saying, uh, I'm all about, like, God, I believe God wants to bless you financially. He wants to give you that. But if it becomes the thing that is belief and that keeps me hydrated, he's good to remove it so that I would, to fast from it, to say, no, I don't have to have that to be whole. And I just know we live in a society that is elevating everything else everything's getting elevated above the most important thing which is your heart it's good and friends your body will fail i'm 46 i'm here to tell you let uh, uh, this is where i put on my granny glasses and say i'm I'm mama keats i'm old i've been there i was 21 once upon a time and i feel like i should go back and write apology letters to every person i've ever done a fitness class with because i had so much energy (laughs) you think i have energy now you should see me then And I don't have as much energy and my eyes are dimming and I really enjoy sleep a lot more and I don't drink or party like I once did. Like I've aged, I've gone wiser in my mind and my heart and my body's changing and it's wonderful and I'm so grateful. But if my hydration is based upon belief and God would be good to dehydrate me and dry up that well dry it up belief in Jesus also creates an outpouring Jesus says that you will believe in me and out of his heart will flow rivers of living water I love that think about the fact that not just does he hydrate for us but then the fact that there'll be a flow you know the flow and that's kind of a new age thought is like this energy that is flowing and you can feel someone's energy and you can flow with their energy and I'm like yes that out of me flows whatever resources like there is no impossible this goes back to nothing is hopeless nothing this this is where we get really dangerous in the lord because if we really believed who he is that he's good he's good he's good because we're going to see a lot of bad so that's just look like we should not be surprised at the bad that we really believe he's good and that he's trustworthy that i don't have to understand what he's doing to know he's doing something And it goes back to, and whatever it is, it's good. And if it's not good, it's not the end. He's still working it out. I cultivate more faith by speaking. (laughs) I speak, creation awakens to it. I keep holding it. And again, I'm not saying, you know, name it and claim it. Like, you got to practice this. You have to become a worshiper. You've got to become the joy of the Lord is your strength, that you have God, that you can learn contentment in all things. But it does require you to have a new vision of who God is. Because if you think of God as sitting there weighing your, your body every day or weighing you, like, he's not trying to, like, you know, oh, you're down today. You're down on my list. <laughs> no, you're always high on the list. You're always on the prior. You're always... Like when I hear my kids' voices, I've been doing a lot of um, interviews and radio interviews lately and they'll read my bio and at the very end of my bio, it'll say, Elisa's married to her husband, Simon, and her two kids and they live in Phoenix and her two kids, Jack and Sophia. And whenever I hear their names, like like my heart skips a little bit. Like, ah, like someone, 
I could cry right now. Someone's saying their name that doesn't even know him, but like their name is Deb Deb. Like that's my kid. I don't even care about me. I'm like, oh, did you hear my kid's name? <laughs> like that is the heart of a father. He's not like, like measuring and we're not earning. We already have. So we can believe like he's good and cultivate faith. Ugh. Okay, so I asked God, hey God, why would you use this analogy for our thirst? You know, why would you use, why Why would you say, I'm living water, I'm living water? Why Why'd you use that? And I sat with for a while and I had to go back to in ancient times, water, uh, to, to access water was life. Like you have to have life. The thing is, we take this all very, we take this all for granted. We have, I got water, I got water 10 steps away. Like what a blessing. But in the times that Jesus was speaking, the lack created much more dependency, which is why people had false gods because they were desperate. Like, okay, we'll pray to this statue. We'll pray to this, this. So there was a lot more desperate search for gods. That's why there were so many kinds of gods. But this for God was saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back into that place where void of everything else, that we, um, he wanted to use that that water as like, this was once a thing that took so much work to get to. And there are people that have been working so hard with their body and working so hard to try and get the, get the thing. Like I know it, we have a culture that tries to tell you, work harder, hustle, grind it out. You can make it happen, grit, grit, grit. And that is true. Not saying that's, that is a true law. You want it, work hard enough, you'll get it at some point. But at what cost? Who, how many dead bodies are going to be in the wake? How many wounds will you have given and how many will you have received? Like, is that worth it? Like, leave a light footprint, right? Like a light footprint. Light and easy. I'm just going to try and, I'm going to get, you know why? Because God is moving ahead of me. But the fact like water he uses, it's such a necessity that was harder to get to at the time he spoke to. But the problem is now is that we live in a time, we have a little bit of time with this. Pain point, solution. That's the culture we live in here, especially in America. Pain point, find a pain point, create a solution, which is amazing. That's why the show Shark Tank, I'm a big fan, love it. I love entrepreneurs. I love ideas. I love it. Pain point, solution. <laughs> so if, I, if, you can, if you can answer a problem, your, your product, your thing is probably going to be in high demand. So that's kind of how the word works is find a pain point, get a solution. And I heard the Lord say, Lisa, like now, like could you imagine the concept of easily accessing the very thing you have worked daily hard to acquire? Like you've worked hard daily to acquire. Could you imagine what it would be like? That's what Jesus is trying to say. You will access me instead of like, you know, the water that you're doing, like you will have living water. Like the thing that you were working so hard to get, it will just flow from within you. It will just come out of you. That's why Satan works so hard to stunt us, to try and keep us from believing in the dream because if the testimony can get worked out of me and through me, it now becomes the wind for someone else to draft in. My breakthrough, my kind of push through, like belief in God, that it isn't the thing that I'm having to grind out for anymore. That I can just come to him and have living water and it'll flow from me. The resources, the blessing, the life, 
the, 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 the ability to see the kingdom in the gospel, like that can just flow. Just come to me, he says. So the very thing he used to work hard to have, that's why the water, and it's, nece- it's necessary. It's necessary. And let me remind you, like God designed you with a purpose and he designed you with a call. And he called that necessary. He gave you an identity, a son or a daughter, and a purpose. They're both part of who a necessity that you would know who you are and know what you're living for. Those are, they go hand in hand. But we hunger and thirst for that thing. And it becomes the thing we work hard to get. Jesus is saying, what if the very thing you worked hard to get could be accessed easily? Because you come to me. Amen? It's hard for us to think in terms of living water. But I think I want to challenge you all today is to look at how often you're running to something else for your solution. Pain point, solution. Like you run, let me Google that. Let me figure that out. Let me talk to somebody instead of coming to him, believing that he hears, he knows. He's already like, he's already 10 steps ahead of you. He's already 10 years ahead of you. He's behind. He's already, and like everything in creation is awaking to meet your heart, your declaration. And that that very thing would become accessible and flowing from without within you. It's just, it's just one of those, man, the whole pain point solution thing. I think that's what I'm here to say is... <laughs> Let's stop. Like, get off. Like, I've had this problem. I've tried this. I've had this problem. I've tried this. Listen, some of you are going to come into the journey and you're going to be like, okay, I expect this, this, and this. And I'm on top. Day one, I'm going to talk about expectations because we got a problem there. That's actually where our motivation, things get weird because our expectation. The solution (laughs) is not the version, the better you, the, the thinner you, the stronger you, the whatever you, the solution is the free you, the true you. Whatever that size is don't matter because like I said, it could shift. It's just the belief, not a belief and. Just the belief hydrates you all the time, always. So everyone right now take a breath and take a drink of water. Hydration break. I got to go on my family call. Now, in closing, hydration, water. I want to talk about it for your mind. Hey, what if today, for those of you that are chronically dehydrated, which is pretty much about 90% of all the United States, <laughs> I just, I made that number up. I don't know, but I would suggest it's very high because there's a lot of pain point. I'm thirsty. Solution. Water. Ah, that's boring. Let's have something else. Pain point. I'm thirsty. I want something with flavor. So we get a tea or coffee, all those things. What if even just today or what if in the preparation for the journey if you're coming that you would just have three times today before you have anything else, you're just going to drink a cup of water. I'm telling you, you're thirsty. And I would like you to say, lift it and like say, Lord, according to your word, let it be done to me. Living water flowing from within me. What if you said you took a drink and as you're drinking to say living water flowing within me. But you need, in order to have the living water, it's to come to Jesus. Like eyes for Jesus, God, Jesus, Emmanuel with me, according to your word, let it be done to me. That's faith. You said it. I'm here to receive it. I'll walk with you until it happens. According to your word. So water. That's really what I'm saying. And it is. I can go into all the science behind it. 
The primary thing about water is uh, your kidneys need it, your filtration system needs it. Most importantly, that when you are dehydrated, your metabolism is slower, you're mentally foggier, your joints ache, <laughs> your body starts to tell you, I'm not well, could I just have some water, please? Could you? Okay, another cup of coffee? Okay. Okay, and what your body does is it goes, all right, I'll take the coffee and I'll try and grind out as much water as I can. And then it actually, you confuse thirst with hunger about 60% of the time. Thirst with, if you're dehydrated, you will actually say that your body goes, okay, forget it. They're not going to give me water. So why don't you give me some food and I'll take the food and I'll process that down and I can at least get some water from the food. It's really kind of sad. We're so... Pain point solution, kombucha, pain point solution, all the other things, and we're really dehydrated. So my question to you is, are you sleeping well? How are your mental clarity? How's your energy in the afternoon? A lot of people go, oh, I need to eat more. I, need I would say before you need to eat more, take a look at how much water you drink. I really believe God is simple in that place of hydration. Water and weight loss. Hydration, heart, come to Jesus, lose what's weighing you down. And out of your heart will flow living water. Lose what's weighing you down. And you might actually have the sober thought to be like, you know what? I'm not hungry. I'm really thirsty. I'm going to drink some water. Okay. I got to go. I got to head over to the family call. Uh, let me pray for you. You need to just sign up for the journey if this intrigues you at all. Because we got lots to talk about. I, ha I, have, I almost have to be really careful because I honestly think I could write a whole nother book. And I'm trying, I want to go through this book with you. I want to like put kind of release this over this time now. So I'll try to like stay in this. But I feel like, I feel like layers are being showed to me in another way of how God's healing our hearts. So Lord, we thank you, God. I thank you that you are healing hearts, you're healing minds, you're healing bodies. You are relentless. You will not be contained. God, we welcome you. We open our hearts and say, come in and flow from without of us, living, Zoe, vitality, life, God, the kind of life you, you paid the price so we could have. Lord, give that to each of us. Lord, I declare a spirit of power, love, and sound mind over each person that's hearing this. Lord, ring the freedom bell and bring those in who are ready, Lord, to be met by you, to have their, uh, their thirst, their desires be quenched in your graciousness, Lord, your goodness, your kindness towards us, and your truth, that your truth seals the deal. It sets our hearts free. So God, according to your word, let it be done to us. According to your word, let it be done to us. And through us, God or God will flow living water. I pray for um, a hydrated spirit, a hydrated body, and a hydrated mind. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bye. Love you guys. You can leave questions after um, I'll come back or someone will come back to help direct you.